Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Today's show is sponsored by the Still Waters Counseling with Julie Adams. You need a counselor with life experience who cares for you. That person is certainly Julie Adams. Sometimes it helps to talk, to unload hurts with those who listen with empathy while sharing the same biblical moral frame of reference. It also helps to receive constructive suggestions that move toward solutions in a more positive journey. Life is hard, and some days it gets harder. You do not have to go on this journey alone. If you're in need, please reach out to Julie Adams with The Still Waters. That is S-T-I-L-L-WatersLife.com. StillWatersLife.com to set up an appointment. Hello and welcome to episode number three of season number six. I am Benjamin Lee and I am reading to you Life Beyond the Scale. Today we are in chapter two, Live and Learn or Learn and Live. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to the introduction and to chapter one, then I would recommend that you go back to the previous two episodes to catch up and then listen to chapter two. So here we go, chapter two, live and learn, or learn and live. I wish I could say that I was able to enjoy my love of exercise and fitness with my father. I wish I could say that my dad and I would play catch in the backyard after I came home from school, but I can't. Growing up, my parents, at least when I was around, they never owned a house, My mom and dad and I, rather my dad and I, never had those father and son moments that are often depicted in movies. That's because he was not around much of my life. While I have his eyes, I rarely was able to look into his. While I have his laugh, I rarely heard his laughter. While I have his last name, I did not really know the man behind the name. He was the man I knew and did not know. It's been seven years since my father died. I think writing about my father has become therapy for me. Talking to my mother about my father, I learned that he was a good man. My mom and dad were high school sweethearts. That's so cool. He was a hard worker. Looking at some old photos of him, he was definitely in shape. I learned that my dad came from a tough background. His mom had children from multiple men. He witnessed a lot of things that children should not see. I don't recall my first memories with my father because he just wasn't around that much growing up. And looking back at at all of the, the sporting events that I participated in, I don't recall my dad ever being in the stands or on the sideline or driving me to any of them. Now, my mom was always present for games. She was that mom who would always hug all of my teammates. (laughs) As a young kid, that, that was so embarrassing. It's super funny, though, now. 
I don't believe my father ever attended, attended any of my band recitals. The few memories that I have of him growing up, they're not the best. The first seven years of my mom and dad's marriage was great. He provided for his family well. He worked hard. I don't know when a change began for the worse in his life, but it was connected to him becoming a part of a bowling team. It's weird that it was related to some kind of sport. In the process of time, my dad began to do a lot of social drinking. That's what a lot of people do when they go to the bowling alley. They eat pizza, nachos, or chicken wings and throw back a couple of beers. Social drinking for my father turned into something much worse. He, he would become an alcoholic. It's interesting thinking about the memories I do have of my dad. I remember how he would cry more, but only when he was drunk. His drinking escalated and would bring sorrow to our family. Obviously, since he was drinking, that meant that, that he was out late at night. Had a lot of bad things happen, or there are a lot of bad things that happen after midnight. In time, he would cheat on my mother. He would also become physically and verbally abusive to my mother. I can still recall times where we had to stay at a woman's shelter for our safety. I can remember when we had to literally run away from our apartment in fear of what my father might do. I guess all of the running I did came in handy. Maybe the most vivid memory I have was on one particular night. I don't recall the month or the day. It was evening time. My parents, they were arguing about what? I have no idea. We were living on East Michigan Street in Urbana, Illinois, on the second floor of an apartment complex. Complex. My dad was drunk. He put his hands on my mother. In the process of time, he would pin her to the couch. I don't know if I was in my bedroom or not. Somehow I found myself in the living room where all of this was happening. Being young, there was no way I was going to be able to pull my dad off my mother. So I did something else. I ran to the kitchen and grabbed a knife. It was a butter knife, but it was a knife nonetheless. I ran back into the living room and screamed as loud as I could. My scream startled my dad to the point where my mom was able to free herself from the couch. I honestly don't remember what happened after that. I know the people that lived below us called the police. I know that my mother was safe. I learned from my mother and sister that after this incident was when I began to sleepwalk. Strangely enough, I can still remember some of those nights when I slept walk. I, I can remember peeing on myself because I didn't pull my pants down when I went to the restroom. I can remember walking down the stairs at my grandparents' house, and thankfully they grabbed me before I walked out the door. I don't know how long I was in this sleepwalking stage. It may have been a year or so. Oh yeah, I remember something else. I remember how bad of a temper I had when I was young. I think a lot of my anger issues stemmed from my father and maybe from the traumatic event that I witnessed. I should have definitely received some type of counseling, but I never did. When I got angry as a child, I would often cry, but crying would only make matters worse. I would be mad about a variety of things. 
As a result, I received a lot of whoopings from my grandmother and my mom. I'm glad that I did. Since my father was not around, it meant that my mom had to play the role of both mom and dad. I gotta tell you, she did an excellent job. It was not fair to her how more challenging her life became, but she handled it very well. As I mentioned earlier, we didn't have much. In fact, we had very little. Not because my mother didn't work hard. It's because of my mother that I have a strong work ethic. She held a variety of jobs. She had office jobs and a range of home-based selling jobs. For a long period, she cleaned houses. My sister and I would often go along with her to help. I know how to clean toilets, windows, and a variety of other things because of these moments or those moments. During the summer, we worked with mom cleaning many apartments, and we would call this turnover. When the college students moved out of apartments, we would go in and clean them before the new students moved in. I'm so impressed with my mother. I don't know how she got those contracts to do that, but she did. She hustled. My sister and I helped my mom clean those apartments. This meant no summer camps for us. I never attended any kind of summer camp until I became a counselor for a couple of years in my 30s. Those apartments were nasty and challenging to clean. It took forever for us to clean them. I believe my mom was working a full-time job while doing that as well. And so after getting off from that job, we would then tackle those apartments. We would clean until midnight or later on some nights. My mom was exhausted. So much so that in the process of time, she would begin to have back issues. All of the physical labor eventually put her out of commission. She was on bed rest for many months. We were forced to begin using public aid. Random people assisted us by providing us with food at times. I still remember when we, when we lived in East Michigan, how one day there was this large food basket sitting at our apartment door. It was a reminder of how God, he always provides now, looking back, I can laugh at the public aid cheese we would eat. You know that kind of cheese? That cheese, it was so thick. It would take forever for it to melt. But when it did, we chowed down on it. It made for some tasty grilled cheese sandwiches. I still love grilled cheese sandwiches. And by the way, put some honey on top of those bad boys. You will be thankful that you did. As I type this, I'm always amazed how we were able to survive. Even though dad was out of the picture, we still made it. My mother's parents, who I called Granny and Papa, provided a lot for us. They helped raise me. I also got a lot of whoopings from them, as I mentioned earlier, but I would also learn a great deal about the Lord from them. In the process of time, my mother, or my father rather, he would come back into my life. Initially, I was not happy about it. My mother never got a divorce, although she had every scriptural right to. I was bitter about this for a long time. When I was told that mom and dad were getting back together, I was angry. I let my mother know how angry I was. When I had the opportunity to speak, my father, or speak to my father, I also informed him how upset I was. During my junior year in college, while I was studying at the University of Illinois, I sat down with my father at a local Perkins restaurant. 
I did not use any profane words, but I did let him have it. It was clear how I felt about him. I did not trust him. He was not there for me when I needed him to be. He wasn't the one who took care of my mom when she needed it. He wasn't the one who bought my basketball shoes when I needed them. He wasn't the one cheering me on from the sidelines when I needed it. He wasn't there to teach me how to shave or put on a tie. He wasn't around to talk to me about girls and sex. He wasn't there to warn me about the dangers of pornography. He wasn't there. So it was hard for me when suddenly he appears. What were we supposed to do? It wasn't like things were suddenly going to get back to normal. There was no normal. There had only been fear, chaos, and destruction when he was around. I was on my own. I was my own man now. I graduated from high school and would soon graduate from college. And look, I didn't want my mom and dad to get back together. But they did. Things seemed to work out well for some time. It was weird having another man around. I kind of filled that role. Eventually, my father and I would begin to spend more time together. Sunday dinners after morning worship were always a big deal for us. We would often go to my grandparents' house. We ate huge meals. I would call them nap time meals. That's because after you ate them, you would instantly want to take a nap. I can still smell the sweet potatoes with melted marshmallows and brown sugar, the baked turkey legs that look like they came from some kind of dinosaur. I can taste the thick cornbread that I would pour honey over. Yeah, you know, I like I like honey a lot, all right? I, I still see and taste the graham cracker cake my granny would make. It was like diabetes on a plate. In hindsight, way too much sugar. My grandfather absolutely loved them, and so did everyone else. If we weren't eating graham cracker cake, we were crushing huge oatmeal cookies. My granny could cook. All of the women in our family could and still can cook. My immediate family would begin to create some of our own memories. We were a complete family, although with problems. And one thing that brought us together was food. However, our eating habits were not the best. I think many of us turned to food for comfort. We didn't know about the consequences of how we were feeding our bodies. Despite all of this, it was still a good time. My father, he wasn't around during my early years, but I'm thankful he was available to see me graduate college. He was around to help me as I moved to to Rockford, Illinois for my first job out of college. I'm thankful that he was around long enough so we could make amends. There was one Sunday in particular that continues to stick with me. I was preaching at a small congregation in Urbana, and I'll talk more about preaching later. I was talking about forgiveness. As I was teaching, my mind went back to that conversation I had with my father at the Perkins restaurant. I thought about the way I had spoken to him that day. I thought about if I was genuinely honoring him as the scriptures teach. The Bible gives young people instructions, like in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. I thought about if I had truly forgiven him. He had tried to make amends. He was living differently. 
I needed to talk to him about this and make sure I was handling this situation correctly. We talked and he told me that I had already discussed this with him. I genuinely don't remember that I had, but I guess I did. Mom and dad would stay together. They certainly had their ups and downs. Dad was back in the picture. He was around. And dad was there for me when I got married. He was there for me and my wife, Nikki, when we got our first house. Dad helped fix and put things together. He was there for us when we moved to Columbia, Missouri. We had some fun times together. We tried to make the best of our situation. Having a son now, I should have given him more mercy and grace. No doubt about it. He was a flawed man, like all of us are. He had his problems that stemmed from his childhood. He had a lot of issues that should have been resolved years earlier that were not. I love my dad. My father had to fight alcoholism. He had to fight overcoming his temper that sometimes landed him in jail. In the process of time, well, he would have to fight cancer. My father's life would end as a result of throat cancer. It was tough seeing him go through all that he did. It was terrible seeing him lose so much weight not being able to enjoy the foods that he loved so much. However, looking back, I think getting cancer was the wake-up call that my father needed. My father needed to get right with the Lord. Facing death will do that to a person. My father died at the age of 59. He was way too young. I'm thankful that he was able to see his grandson. My son Joshua had very little time with him. I can see my dad and Joshua. My son has a loud voice like my dad. His laughter is distinct like my dad. I wish I could have been by my dad's side when he died. My sister and mother, they were. I learned a lot from my father. I want to share with you a few final thoughts as we think about this idea of live and learn or learn and live. Number one. I learned how fathers need to be in the picture. Fathers have significant responsibilities, according to Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 4. If you're reading this and you are a father, take some time and look back at some old photo albums. Are you in the pictures? Pictures are powerful. I love photo albums. When I finally got mine organized and began really looking at them carefully, I noticed I noticed how I only had a few pictures with my dad. As men, we need to be in the picture. We need to be around. We need to spend time with our children. Our children need to know that we will be there for them. Our wives need to know that we will keep them safe and provide for them. We can live and learn the hard way. Or we can learn and live. Let's listen to God's word and fulfill our mission as men. Number two, I learned how important health and nutrition really is. My father didn't care about his body, or at least that's how it came across. Like so many others, he got busy with work. For a while, he had a great job at craft. But with work, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, poor eating habits lack of exercise, his body deteriorated faster than it should have. 
It was in no condition to fight, to fight cancer. I've learned that as a father, I need to take care of my body. Our society talks about dad bods. This is the idea of fathers who are out of shape. You know, society puts a lot of pressure on how people are supposed to look. Here's what I know. While dads don't need to look like a model or a professional athlete, we do need to take care of ourselves. It's hard to provide when we don't have our health, but who cares if you have a six-pack or not? We need to be more concerned about our blood pressure, cholesterol, and A1C levels. We need to take care of our bodies. We can live and learn the hard way, or we can learn and live. Number three, I learned that I don't want to have I don't want to have big regrets at the end of life. I think all of us are going to have regrets. We get to decide though how big and how many of those regrets we're going to have an experience. As I'm writing this, I'm 40 years old, and obviously this is a few years that has passed. I'm currently 43. I have some regrets when I look back at the last 20 years of my life. One of the reasons why I'm writing this book is because I don't want to look back 20 years from now and say, man, why didn't I write that book? Who cares what people may have thought about it? Who cares if it only might have sold a few copies? I would have proven to myself that I could do it. I'm doing something right now so I can avoid having that regret. My father had a lot of regrets as his time on this side of life came to an end. Regrets, look, they're going to be a part of life. But we get to decide how big those regrets may be. I get to choose how I'm going to treat my family. So do you. I get to decide how I'm going to take care of my body. And so do you. While many things in life are out of our control, there are lots of things I can do to avoid further regret. We get to decide, and so do you, me and you, we all get to decide how we want to learn this. We can live and learn the hard way, or we can learn and live. We can learn from others about what to do and what not to do. We can learn from the Holy Scriptures, read the book of Proverbs, and avoid a lot of future regrets. I'm thankful for my father. I love my father. I have many of his traits and qualities. I look forward to seeing him in heaven. I'm thankful for you for listening. Stay tuned as we move into chapter 3, which will be released tomorrow Tuesday, December 28th. Take care and God bless. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog, where you can find hundreds of encouraging motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects You can find all of my books, which can also be found on Amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do and 
so can you. Take care and God bless. Thank you.